Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Shield Bash. This is Mark. Holy cow, I'm the host? What's going on here? Well, let's get it started like we always do. Um, this is Mark. I'll be your GM for today. And to my right is... Will, playing Uko, the Fetchling Cleric. Jason. Curtis. <laughs> and Pete. Playing my And Britt. We're missing Neil. Yes. Yes, you astute listeners would have known that we're missing Neil because Neil is unable to be here today. However, Neil will be back in a future episode. So don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. He will return as Tooth Grimscar. I will say Neil's not here. That doesn't necessarily mean we're missing him. Aww. <laughs> wow. I was going to say if we let him, you know. But my, my aim is improving. <laughs> Turns out he's not here because he was assassinated. <laughs> As- he's assassinated. Be- he's here because we didn't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> so this is weird. I'm I'm in the big high chair. Britt's now to my left, like he always been, but he's not. Uh, he's not saying to my right. And I was like kind of blown away there for a minute. Yes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, um, we've changed a hat, so to speak. Here, um, I'm going to be the GM now for a while, and I will be taking the guys first through the beginner's box adventure of the Menace under Otari. Um, yes, Otari, the seaside village on the edge of the Isle of Cortos, where lumber and fishing reign. What secrets lie underneath Otari? What secrets lie out in the Fenwood in the swamp? We'll let you know if you follow along as we do the Menace Under Otari and then right into the Abomination Vaults, the ruins of the Gauntlet. So, how has everybody been doing? I haven't seen you guys for like forever, it seems like. Well, except for Will. I saw him just a few weeks ago. Really? Oh, yeah. You guys went to that con together. Yeah. yeah. How'd that go? Con. It was awesome. It was, uh, there was uh, less turnout for Pathfinder than maybe we had hoped, but it was a good time regardless. But what the cool thing was is though it was less than what we had hoped for, there was a whole lot of first-timers. I mean, a lot of first-time Pathfinder 2 people. Hey, what are you guys playing? We're playing Pathfinder 2. Oh, wow, is there a spot? Can I get in? Sure, come on, sit down, you know. That's always good. It was it was nice. And for a first-year con, it was like 350-some-odd people. I thought they did outstanding. Um, Cosmo Joe and the crew at the 6D6 um, Dice and Game Table Company, uh, they're throwing that on. And kind of kind of neat for us older guys, they uh, they called it Phoenix Con Zero. Oh. You know, because you used to start out at zero level and then zero. have to work your way up to one. So next year will be Phoenix Con One. I was curious. I saw the ads popping up on Facebook for Phoenix Cod 1, and I'm like, they just had that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it monthly now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, I wish. That'd be awesome. Once Expensive, a week, every awesome. week. The entire first year. Phoenix Con 1. 1. 2, 1. 1.2, 1. 1.4. 1.12. Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> the math doesn't work for this. 11.9. <laughs> Are we now using versioning? 1.9.1. We, we had a good time. as in a little town. Not really a little town, but it was the paper city of the Midwest. We didn't realize that. Nina, Wisconsin. Anyone from Neenaw, Wisconsin, I'm sorry what I'm going to say next, but um, your town sucks after 9 p.m. Just going to say that. that <laughs> Do they roll the sidewalks up? <laughs> no, Pete, they don't roll the sidewalks up, but you can't buy anything to drink after 9 p.m. every night. It's a city ordinance. Ooh, sounds like a dry city. Back when... Uh, not quite dry, but... Uh, not moist. Just thirsty. Yeah. No fun after 9 p.m., let me tell you. <laughs> no, you just got to buy it ahead of time. Well, well yeah. Plan. Yeah, exactly. Thank I mean, you, that's, Jason. that's the problem. You have to have pre-planning. Let's just murder that joke in the in the cradle there. <laughs> Back before uh, I got married, Rachel and I were still uh, dating. We'd went into uh, Vandalia 
to take a class for our certification. Hey, I think I know somebody that lives there. AMT. Vandalia, Illinois or Ohio? Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, and a, that's a garden spot. Where we were <laughs> at the time, we got done with our class and we went out to get booze because it's just her and I in a hotel room. And uh, they also roll up their streets. We had to drive 50 miles to buy alcohol. Wow, how long ago was that? Because there's like three liquor stores in Vandalia that are open late usually. It's been like 15 Oh, well, okay. no, well, not that quite. Might have been, yeah. Maybe 10 years ago. You're already like, dating. You, you guys were married 10 years ago. It's Pete. not like you needed to get her drunk. Yeah, you better not forget that. <laughs> You've been married for 11 years. It's been a while. You know, if I had known you, I could have took you up to the Redwood, Charlie's Redwood Inn, because they stay open late, and you can buy stuff from behind the bar there. I, uh, Lexicon, just north of Bloomington, Lexington, Illinois, they, they don't quite have that problem. They just have the problem of uh, there's nowhere to buy anything. They have one store. They have one grocery store. It's a <laughs> tiny little, like, convenient-sized grocery store. And I was like, man, I'm hungry, and I can either go buy some snacks at their gas station without gas pumps, or I can spend $5 for a slice of pizza here at the convention. And I was like, this town, this town needs, like, a, a, a subway, like, real bad. <laughs> Something. A Casey's. A ca- yeah, like something. <laughs> I like your description there. Gas station without gas pumps. That's, that's, more, that's what it felt like. <laughs> that's, yes, that's not, a small town. They, not they all just, kinds uh, can have a marvelous kitchen with wonderful. <laughs> that's right. It's not like Farmageddon where you can get gourmet meals served to you on real paper. And you don't even have to leave to get your drink. That's right. They'll bring it to the table. <laughs> if they can. <laughs> yeah, if, if they're not too busy. Well, I didn't get to go to a con, but I did go to to a zoo that shall rename nameless uh, at the zookeeper's request to uh, go behind the scenes and play with some animals and a little bit of a guided tour and feed some adorable river otters. Oh, I saw those pictures. Those were those were so cute. Yeah, it was fantastic. And uh, so, uh, a big shout out to. Again, a person who shall rename nameless, but you know who you are, uh, just to make sure you don't get in trouble with your bosses. Uh, not that you did anything that would get you in trouble. We appreciate it a great <laughs> yes, deal. No policies or procedures were broken. Yep. And I'll, I'll just shout out there that uh, I've only been told by two people at the table that, like, damn, I wish I could have done that. Yeah, I'm a little I mean, obvious. Do, do I want to feed, swim with, the, and pet otters? Absolutely. Uh, does it help me to say it? No. <laughs> I mean, it helped me. That's how it happened. <laughs> What's that, Will? You want to ride ostriches? <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy with an ostrich. An ostrich would hate me. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure they hate everybody. They hate What's everybody. that? You want to be balls deep in a camel? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's Neil, and you know it. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a different zoo, William. Well, well while we're talking about animals, I... I I heard a kind of a question the other day, and I needed I needed Pete's expertise because, as you know, our, our yes, chickens, right? It's, it has to do with chickens, and you know we are sponsored by Pete's Chicken Ranch, the best cocks in Farmer City, whole lot of clucks for just a few bucks. Um, and uh, so I had this question to pose to you, Pete. So, so Pete, we're gonna kind of because I want to know how to do this, and I'm, so I want to use your expertise, but I'm gonna kind of put you on the other end. So you're a farmer, I'm a farmer, okay? But instead of you being the chicken farmer, I'm going to be the chicken farmer. Okay, so my, my, my question is, and I'll kind of set this up, is I have chickens and I have a really nice prize rooster. I mean, like this is a prize winner. Like he's been in the state fair, you know, blue ribbon, the whole nine yards. You raise donkeys. Okay, you have a prize winning donkey. 
your donkey is like one shows all over the Midwest, you know, so you're really proud of it. So I'm standing there talking to you about my, my chickens. You're standing there talking about your donkey. And while we're, while we're involved in conversations, okay, your donkey jumps the fence into my chicken yard and he bites off and eats both of the feet off of my chicken. Now, now what do you have there, Pete? What, what, is, what is the outcome of that? Why don't you go ahead and tell me? You've I got where this you've is got going. two feet of my cock in your ass. That's where you where you're at, Pete. Right there. <laughs> I, I just lost it at the concept of Pete Pete's donkey shows. <laughs> no, I was picturing. So we're out here talking about cocks and ass. <laughs> I did want to oversell it right there. That was a good point, though. Yeah, I heard that the other day, and I laughed my ass off. So I wanted to share it with you and our listeners. In regards to chickens, if you're not aware, here you're not allowed to have a rooster. It's against the ordinance. Right. Well, that doesn't mean you won't have a chicken who thinks it's a rooster and protects the rest of them. That happens in prison, too. Um, so, <laughs> Female prison. The female chicken that takes over that role will stop producing eggs. Typically, they get real big and butch-looking, and they that protect them. Too. <laughs> um, I had, uh, we actually lost a chicken uh, a couple weeks ago. How was it? <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot left of it. Oh, um, some, oh. something got in with the chickens, and uh, this one, uh, big ass, beefy white chicken, beat the living shit out of that raccoon. <laughs> Saved the rest of them, but ended up passing on her own. Well, the replacement is the fucking smallest chicken in the coop. Dobby is what they call it, and it's a it's a red hen. And so now when I go out there to feed them and let them out and stuff, Dobby comes charging out and is like, you're smaller by foot. <laughs> I'll punch you. It's like a banny rooster, but not. So I started listening to a Dragon Punch podcast. It's not Donkey Punch, Dragon Punch. Dragon right? Punch. Okay, cool. No, they're, they're running um, uh, uh, one of the other second edition ones. It's not Extinction. It's the one with the Hell Knight Hill, the Hell Knight stuff. Oh, uh, a, um, Ashes. Age of Ashes. Age, Age of, of Ashes, Ashes. Yeah. yeah, that one. So obviously I'm starting at the beginning and working through the backlog, and they're like, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm like, oh, what year is it for them? They're like, it's 2020, year of the double crit. I'm like, oh, these poor naive bastards have no idea what the fuck's coming. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm listening to them, like they're still in January. They're just like, you know, they're so happy. Like they're rolling lots of 20, like literally lots of nat 20s and everything. And they're just like, this is going to be great. And I'm just like, ah, oh, man. Man, wait that, for it. Yeah, <laughs> another <laughs> another couple months, yeah. old brothers. Uh, <laughs> it'll be like surprise. And listeners, I'm going to point out, like as we're sitting here making all these animal jokes, Britt's been pulling out figs <laughs> for each of the animals and just putting them out there. I don't know where he's got a whole fucking barnyard in there. <laughs> he's got them in his prison pocket. That's yeah. a that's a huge cock he just put on the table. Yep. <laughs> hey, that's mine. Give it back. <laughs> I was waiting for the whole camel cloaca joke, but apparently Neil's not I, here. To I do have a camel <laughs> on the table. Yep. That, yep. Mm, and two not humps. a cigarette now. <laughs> two humps. I'll let it slide this time, but I'll let it happen again. Of course, now, when we don't need monkeys, guess what I find? Barrel of monkeys. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, those look like apes. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. just saying. I think that's what they were supposed to be originally. remember when we were having the uh, one through I, a poo, yeah. yeah. That, that was a monkey. That was right. a monkey. Well, look close. They, these look like chimps to me. I don't know. Do they have tails? No. Tail. No tails means it's an ape. Don't the male apes have tails? You're just on the wrong side. You know, I'm not really that up on um, 
uh, primate penises. Okay. So uh, I mean, no, no shame if that's your if that's your jam. That's not been bad. So so bad we so far we've worked in cock, ass, and penis all in the first like ten minutes of the episode. That's not bad. So a new record? I, no, not quite. I mean, Change the pace. Maybe I can get you guys some uh, advice from some of you guys. I can't take my dog to the dog park anymore because mm-hmm. uh, the ducks keep bothering him. Aww. Because he's purebred. Uh, oh. Wow! It didn't get better the second time. <laughs> no, no, it really. It did for me because now I affected more people. <laughs> so uh, I started listening to your shop talk episodes on my way to and from work. I'm enjoying them a lot. Oh, thanks, thanks, listeners! Yeah. You didn't see the jerk off motion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I even uh, plugged that on the uh, on the interview we did with the uh, the the beer guys and games podcast up there at Phoenix Con. That was pretty cool. They're a, they're kind of a cool podcast. They drink a lot. They play games and they drink. Um, what's what's that like? Um, well, it's kind of like what we do, but with Couldn't like video it. games and stuff. Oh, you know? okay, yeah. Um, so it was kind of funny. They uh, ended up inadvertently stealing my bag. Um, caused me a moment of heart attack when I turned around and almost half of my Pathfinder stuff was gone. And they're like, no, no, wait, we think, it, I might have picked it up by accident, maybe back here with our stuff, you know, you can come look. And like, sure enough, there was my bag. I'm like, oh, thank God, you know, because like, I still had two scenarios to run and all the stuff for the scenarios were in that bag. Oops. So they were very apologetic and, you know, they ended up giving me a, a pint glass with their logo on it and a couple of dice in there. And they said, oh, that's hey, cool. you know, we'd love to interview you guys, you know, we'll put it on on, you know, YouTube. We'll be out in a couple of weeks. And we're like, cool. So it was me and Will and we had a good Well, that's ride. the one you sent us in the group chat. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was a lot of fun. Really a lot of fun. I'll have to watch that sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just what I was thinking, Brent. I'm like. He even put in the timestamp for like where you can skip to to <laughs> just watch his part, which I definitely did. Right, right. Because I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was they had a lot of good uh, guys on there and stuff. I mean, uh, Cosmo Joe was on there. Uh, Dennis Fagan, one of the guys that's you know, instrumental in the uh, Arpex and the Con there at Phoenix Con, um, and, and some other guests and things. But I'm like, ah, eh, that's a lot of time. We'll just go right to to our plug. So you know, speaking, yeah. Speaking of them, uh, if you do like watching other people play video games and stuff, they are pretty funny. They do it on Twitch, or what do they do? Um, I th- uh, I watched them on YouTube, but it might have been some of their older stuff. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I started, I looked at them on, on Facebook first, because uh, that's where I, I found them. Mm-hmm. And then I went, like he said, to YouTube and, and watched some of their stuff on YouTube. So, yeah, they're pretty funny. Very nice. And they should, uh, they, I believe they're going to be at Gamehole Con. That is what they said, yes. Yeah, so we'll try to try to meet up with them again at Gamehole Con, at least say hey. Isn't that one some of us go to? Well, I, I think I go to it. <laughs> Will, are you going this year? I'm going this year. Will's going right. this year. Um, our friend uh, Stephen Ingram's actually putting on the whole shebang for oh, uh, Pathfinder and Starfinder. Nice. When's that one? Um, that is the end of November. What is the dates? Do you have them, Will? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's like 24th. Uh, there was an, I think it's October. Yeah, well, October, not November. Yeah, October. Uh, yeah, tw- 20, like, 4th-ish of yeah. October, that kind of weekend. Yeah, it, we're Thursday to Sunday. We're planning on going up Wednesday night after my wife gets off work. Stay the night. Next morning, 8 a.m., bam, we're hard at it. I've got my days now. Cordon off. You so. and Will both, bam, hard at it, 8 in the morning. Well, I don't know if he's... You're not jamming the he, first day, are you? I wake up at 4 a.m., so yes. <laughs> yeah, Will. Will's a trooper. I mean, Will's great. You put him on like a, a futon or a coffee table with some end tables. I mean, it's he fits everywhere. It's a really shelf. Nice. <laughs> pretty much. That's what he slept on at Phoenix Con. I felt so funny. bad. We, no, it was actually pretty comfortable. The only thing was... 
<laughs> the only thing about it was the uh, cushions were trying to leave while I was sleeping on them, so I had. Is to, that like, what you call them? The, the cushions. Yeah, the cushions. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, we took the. He, uh, liked, took he the likes couch the cushions. cushions. Well, you know, he needs to keep it impersonal, so yeah. he just calls them <laughs> the cushions. <laughs> so we took the couch cushions off, put them on the top of this bench, and used some side tables to put underneath the uh, the ends of it, and I slept just, on that just to hold you up, so right? Yeah, yeah. 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 be creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to. Stand there the whole time. Look, you have tiring. to have a good base, otherwise you're just gonna fall over. Yep. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, <laughs> yeah. See, this this is a discussion I had with my wife last night. Is every every good like comedy thing needs a straight man? You know, somebody who just keeps it serious, so as the rest of the ridiculousness has a, like a comparison. Hey, I kind of feel like uh, you know the first book that was kind of me. Do you, you get that impression? No, well, I think Will's no, always been our straight man. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. <laughs> well, if someone had to be, it sure wasn't going to be Neil. That's for fucking sure. No. I don't think Crooked. Neil's ever been straight, has he? Mm. Well, <laughs> it's debatable. <laughs> he couldn't find the butt plugs today, so. Uh, when I was up at a nameless zoo, the zookeeper was like, you know, I can, if you want, we can go over some Kalaika stuff. And I'm like, no, I really don't. <laughs> I don't really want to go over that. <laughs> nope. Neil is not here, brother. <laughs> Too bad Neil wasn't there. He'd be like, I'm all over that. Show me the Kalaikas. I mean, I, I got I to gotta pet some lizards and stuff like that. And, but I was like, you know what? I, I'm like, that's not a thing for the rest of us. That's, that's a solely Neil experience. It's, uh, the rest of us are just kind of stuck with it. I think, I think Brent from the other gaming group goes a little that direction. But <laughs> I think they were probably just wanting to correct a lot of what was said <laughs> on the podcast. Probably, yeah. Get and some things straight. <laughs> snakes do not pro- spontaneously reproduce in a basket. It doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Kurt, you're just saying that because we had the chicken punting contest. Did yeah. you say oh, punting? That was, chicken that punting. Was a long punting time contest. Ago. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's like the the turkey drop from the helicopter into no. the Caribbean. <laughs> no, but almost as, as funny. God is my witness. I swore turkeys could fly. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, Sven was. Uh, Chicken punting champion of Zendrik. Right. And we later found underground chicken punting. <laughs> yeah. Kept on the down low. A little blacklist. Non tournament stuff That's there. Awesome. Yeah. What was this world based on Fable? No. <laughs> it's Fable, uh, it was Eberron. It was Eberron, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was good stuff. But uh, I also, between my friends, I held the record for chicken punting in Fable 2 because mm. I, I, I spent the time to like find the best hill and like push the chicken into the right spot and like all that jazz. What? <laughs> Do you. What do you remember about the, the the event we partook in, guys? Guys, I'm picking up another restaurant here. For you mean like the original chicken punching? Yeah, the original one. Um, <laughs> the, Kurt fumbled, got his foot stuck, uh-huh. and so we got mad. So we shot the chicken the next round, and then uh-huh. he was disqualified for altering the chicken. <laughs> um, I remember the little like piss ass dwarf that couldn't punt worth anything. His name was like derpy or derpy, something yeah, yeah. derpy um he was yeah. he was really like we we let him hang out with us after we i won and he was like yeah i'm hanging out with the champs and like he was real happy uh, one of them was named coxzilla that was that's where i was going next uh, is, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember any of the chickens' names? I, yeah, I mean, Coxilla was the the memorable, <laughs> most one. memorable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yep. Now we got Pete's Chicken Ranch. I do, re- I do, re- wait, wait, wait. I do recall that there was one where there was a chance. Its cloaca was so big that there was the a one chance my foot got stuck. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. So now we've got. Pete's That's why you got shot. We've got Pete's Chicken Ranch. Uh huh. And now, 
Jason's Kickin' Chicken. No! <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Barbecue sauce. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're probably going to get sued by Jimmy John's, but... Yeah. Kickin' Chicken's been used a lot. They can't... Uh, yeah, and I did put the word Jason's it. in front of it's it. It's kind of public domain at this point, I think. Yeah. Kickin' Chicken. I mean, don't no, wrong. Hot. They may still try to sue us, but, you know, it's, it's like when... Um, LeBron James tried to um, copyright Taco Tuesdays. Like, it's just, it's not going to go anywhere. Or going way back, uh, what was his name? The Gary Gygax. No. <laughs> okay, not that far. Further back, actually. Okay. There was a, uh, they were trying to sue uh, Paul McCartney back in the day for use in Life Goes On. I can't remember who was trying to sue him, though. Damn it. Then wow. Paul's like, no, figure of speech, shut up. Anyway, showing my age again. No, I'm just imagining somebody trying to sue Paul McCartney nowadays, and he's just like, um, "How many millions of dollars do I need to throw at this to get you to right. shut up and go away?" Like, and you'll be end up paying it all back because that's how court fees work. I'll just, I'll just be uh, turning you over to my barrister, and uh, he can, uh, he can fight this for me because I really don't have time or the inclination to listen to you. Go away, little person. <laughs> so, yes. Anyways, back to Otari. Otari, a quaint fishing village on the a- edge of the Isle of Cortos, the same isle that Absalom, city at the center of the world, is on. Um, Otari is about a week's distance from, from Absalom, and the people in Otari are proud but simple people who uh, don't uh, really care for people from the big city because they seem to be pretty uppity to them, but they are welcoming of adventurers of all kinds because the swamps and the woodlands around the um, city and even the seaside sometimes are places where adventure can be found and in fact sometimes the townspeople have to call on aid. Each of you have traveled to Atari for your own reasons. Some of you are locals, some of you are from maybe the far city of Absalom itself or maybe even farther. But you're all drawn to Atari for some similar reason. There's just uh, something that's been drawing you there. Maybe it was a flash of insight Maybe it was uh, the stars aligned. Maybe it was a thirst or seek for knowledge. Maybe it was even trying to find a place to fit in, a, a guild or a home that you could find. Maybe you were the last of your, your tribe driven out of the, of the woods and the swamps where you came from, and you're trying to find uh, the reasons of why it happened to you and your people. We'll develop all that later on in the episodes, but right now, I think I'd like to meet some of our players. Bommy, what are you looking for in Otari? Yeah, man, I'm just looking for a place to be. Find some meaning in my life. Want to be a part of something, dear? I do. Something bigger than my own self. So, like, what are you seeking? What kind of a group? You know, I mean, are you a wizard guy? Oh, or man, you... you know I like to hang out at the Crook's Nook. Oh, all right. Well, the Crook's Nook is where some, mm, maybe less than legal activities takes uh, place. However, it's not really looked down on because as the name says, it is the Crook's Nook, so all the locals know that that's where the bad people hang out, but they're not really bad people. They're just kind of like maybe mildly discontent. Um, just the rebel rousers, man. There you go. They're just misunderstood, aren't they, Bob? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know we were going to do an interview. And no, that's, that's, that's cool. okay. That's yeah, okay. That's fine. I just I wanted to get Bommy out of the way because you are like one of the locals and you've been in a that's right, I'm for a some county. time. Uh-huh. Well, well, Bommy, you're uh, you're at the Crook's Nook. That's and, right. And uh, Yasmira, she approaches you. And she there goes, I was just a fishing through the holes in the floor. That's right. That's right. And Yasmira comes up. She goes, ah, Bommy, the small one. I am glad that you are here. I've been looking all over for you, but you're very short, so you're hard to see behind the bar. We just got to look down, lady. Yes, I, I saw that when I came down the stairs. 
I- anyway, I, I have a task for you that may be, uh, may be fitting your skills and let me uh, ascertain the skill level that you do have. So, I have received a missive that a Miss Tamerly Tanderville has yeah, a difficulty. She has a difficulty at her uh, fishery. <laughs> and uh, I think that you should go to investigate it. I hear that her reward is quite lucrative. You say down to the fishery? Yes. Now, of course, you know that uh, I will accept my, uh, my nominal but regular fee for uh, finding you this job. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that again? How much? We'll talk about it when you get back. <laughs> if you are successful. <laughs> It's one of those if you get backs, I think. One of them sliding scale percentages. Uh, well, you know, things happen. All right. I'll go talk at her. So, um, as you walk out of the crook's nook, you notice two kind of not really shady characters, but they are standing in the shade, kind of like they're milling around, not really sure where they're going or what they're doing. But you do notice that they are at the advertisement board right outside the crook's nook. And uh, what, what do these two people look like? One of them is a very dark-skinned, light-haired individual who uh, only stands uh, about 5'9". If you're looking at him from behind, looks quite a bit taller because of the rather extravagant cape that he wears, along with some pretty fine clothes. And who's, who is he talking with? Next to him is an Aruxi who is uh, about 5'6". Uh, green scales, kind of a, like a... A verdant green, like a, a fully healthy leaf with the sun shining through, kind of that color. His robes, however, are mostly a um, various shades of black and gray. And you can, if you see his chest, you see there's a big butterfly on it. Um, and over his shoulder is what looks like a dark ball of light with about eight to nine inch butterfly wings sticking out the back that just kind of hovers there. And uh, he looks over at uh, Uko and goes, Oh, bro, they got like a lot of shit going on, man. Do you think I could buy tickets, though? Well, I, uh, would, I would assume so. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you see that flu when we got into town? I wish I'd brought my board, bro. I could totally shred some gnar on that thing. <laughs> Are you talking about the waves? No, bro! And he points to, like, a huge log flume that goes through town and goes, That thing, man! Look how old it is! It's probably got, like, a whole bunch of, like, moss and shit on it! I don't think they're going to let you ride down that. You just said I could probably buy tickets, bro! I don't think it's a ride, Bridger. Maybe if I paid him enough money. <laughs> People like money, man. <laughs> I suppose they do, but... Uh, I- I still don't think they're going to let you ride down a log flume. Oh, uh, well, maybe, maybe. It's, uh, we'll see what the stars have to say. But we got shit to do, man. We should go. Where is it that we were going again? Uh, and he points to an advertisement and goes, This one. <laughs> this is the important one, man. The others are kind of not important. This is any. This is the one we need, bro. Um, this is why we're here. Uko, like, spins in a circle, looking around. I don't see this place. Do you know where it is? Have you been here before? No, bro. I've never been to Otari. But we walked for like a week and a half to get here. This is why we're here. Hey, hey, hey. You, hey, dwarf dude. Hey. What you want, man? Where, where's where's Tammy's place, man? You going to Tamara's? Yeah. <laughs> no, it says Tamarai. Tamarai. That's what I said. Okay. I'm sorry, bro. You're like real hard to understand. Bridger, it's... It's Tamalee. Tamalee. Oh, I'm sorry, man. It's been a while since I read Common. 
<laughs> I'm just kind of eyeballing you up and down. So, so Re- really, like, really checking you guys out because you're a little bit different for from a townie for sure um, in appearance. Uh, let me try. Hey, dude, do, do you like y'all know where the fishmonger is? <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk like a local. <laughs> I am so sorry about that. Listen, did you pass gas or something? Why are you apologizing? <laughs> We're looking for this person, and we'll hold up the And he holds paper. up the note okay. of Tamerly Tandervale, who is looking for people to help her with a problem under her fishery. Okay, now I'm torn between, okay, I was just sent on the same damn mission. Do I want to share it? Or well, you, you do know that Yasmira, who pretty much knows all the ins and outs and the things that need to be known in Otari, said that you might not come back if you went by yourself. So you that's, might that's be what conducive I'm to yeah. bring in on some But does ants. he want to die? Right. Does Britt already hate his character? Does he want to, <laughs> does he want to go <laughs> that with question us? We'll have to learn the answer that's to the later. <laughs> well, tell you what, you just follow me because I'm heading over there right now. Oh, awesome! See, dude, I told you. <laughs> Providence. How, how exactly is it that you do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, the, man. So That's is the funny. dwarf, the fetching, and the giggling Arexi take off down the road towards the fishery. On the other side of town, near the edge of the woods... We see a, a small goblin peeking out from behind a tree. And he, he flits from the tree to a fence to a shack. And then finally, looking like he owns a place, begins to walk very, very confidently down the thoroughfare into town. As I walk thoroughly down the thoroughfare into town, I take the lid off of my jar of green fluid and remove something from it, throw it into my mouth, crunch it up and swallow it, reach in, grab another, Throw it into my mouth, crunch it up, and swallow it. Put the lid back on my jar, and continue walking. As you, as you're uh, preoccupied with whatever's in your jar of green fluid, you round a corner towards the fishery, which is where you were going to get more things to put in your jar of green fluid, and you bounce into a small creature loaded down with books, and the books go everywhere. Your jar almost comes out of your hand, and you guys meet at the corner of destiny. And who did he meet, Pete? That, uh, I'm going to interrupt. That was a nice turn of phrase. The corner of destiny. I like that. <laughs> what the fuck did I run into? There is a tiny creature sitting atop a corgi. Oh, it's a dog. That every two <laughs> seconds changes color. The creature, not the corgi. And she looks up and goes, Oh, hello there. I'm sorry. I wasn't watching where I was going. I immediately back away from the dog. <laughs> What does this dog doing here? What? Are you talking about Flea? He's just my ride. He goes everywhere with me. You ride a dog? <laughs> what do you ride? I don't ride a dog. Oh, <laughs> you've missed the perfect your mom joke. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this gal that you're talking to is nine inch, uh, nine and a half inches tall. I'm taller than her. <laughs> you already feel superior to somebody. This is a good day for you. Yeah. Dog. Okay. Well, I'm I'm having a little trouble because this is a dog, and, and, and in goblin lore, we you know. We but it's a very small dog, and it seems very friendly. No teeth whatsoever, and it hasn't even barked yet. I'll make a gesture to try to do like a 
like an offering. I mean, I'm in this human village. This is their world. This is a very tiny human. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the lid off my pickle jar, and I'll pull out one of my prized chicken's feet. A pickled chicken's foot, and I'll offer it to the dog. Hey, I think we found the chicken's feet from earlier. (laughs) So um, the dog looks at uh, you. It looks at me. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. And then takes the offered food and eats it. All right. Doesn't growl nothing. Doesn't growl or nothing. All right. So uh, my motivation for being here is uh, I'm on my way to get more more food, so I will bid you adieu and continue to try to find. And actually, as I get ready to walk away, I turn around and you know where the fish shack is. Oh, certainly. Um, I hold up, well, I try to hold up one of these books that's bigger than I am and go, this one's about fish. I'm looking for the fish shack and I need to get more for my pickles. Um, have I been in town long enough to know where the fish shack is? You Yes, you would know where the fishery is. It's one of the main buildings okay. down by the by the docks in Otari. What? Yeah, it's right over here. If you want, I'll take you down there. You follow me and flee. I'm Nat, by the way. That's a very nice to meet you. I, I keep a healthy distance between me and the dog. <laughs> I'm as always eyeballing him. As one does, yes. <laughs> your the three of you are coming from, from the west of town. These are coming from the, from the northeast. And as you get to the open area by the docks and, and you see a, a large building, not really run down, but well weathered by sea and storm and wind, and a nice sign above it says, Otari Fishery. And uh, at this time of day, um, there's no fishermen going in and out, um, but you do see um, a, a lady in there, and she seems to be wiping down um, some tables that she's pulled out. And uh, what would you uh, you guys all meet kind of in front of the shop? Bridger looks around and goes, okay, this is Uko, and two, three, four. <laughs> oh, I think we're missing somebody, bro. Uh... Shit. Bridger. What? You? No, bro, I'm here. The hell's he babbling about? No, we're missing somebody. Oh, man, sometimes it gets weird. Maybe they'll show up later. All right, but you guys are here, so that's good. So, hey, hey, people like you more, you should probably set up the job. Um, I was just taking the big guy over to the fishery. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's it's cool how the universe like does shit like that, man. Uko like looks at Bridger with a weird look, and he goes, "Are you going to see Fishery Tamer Tamerly Tamerly? Are you going to see Tamerly? Well, uh, he wanted some stuff for his green vat thing, and so I was on the way. So yeah, we're going over there." Our- are we currently there at the fishery? I'm yes, sorry. you are. Okay. You are in the open area between the docks and the fishery, yeah. in front of the fishery, and you've just noticed that this big building has a sign that says Otari Fishery above it. Uh, well, with a look of great import, although I am wearing, by what would be human standards, rags. They are finer go- goblin clothing, and I turn and walk directly into the the fishery, and I walk up to the counter and I set my pickle jar up there. And I wait for someone to come and greet me. Oh, uh, dude, we gotta keep up with it. We can't. We we gotta stick together, bro. Come on. So so uh, do okay. do you two, um, Don or uh, Nat and um, Bommy, Do you follow the uh, the other two, Bridger and Yuko, into the uh, fishery? Uh huh. I will say if they if you don't like Bridger's like motioning you to come along. He's like, come on. He's he's very insistent that you all go together. Oh. oh. 
okay, I, I, sure, I can see what's going on in here. They come in behind me into the fishery? Yes, yes, they all walk in behind I you. I turn around and proclaim, proclaim, I was here first. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a number system or something? Because I was here first. At the uh, Bridger's insistence that people come in, uh, Donk saying, I was here first. Form a line, okay? <laughs> um, as, as you do that, from a curtain in the back, a, a small halfling woman. She doesn't look too small to me. With, with freckles and, and a red face, she comes out and she goes, Oi, are you here for dinner because it's a little early, or are you here about my advertisement? Um, we are here about the, the uh, uh, advertisement. Sorry, local dialect. A- advertisement? Yes, uh, yeah, that's what I said. Advertisement. You can just say ad, bro. Um, I'm here for fish guts. What's an ad? <laughs> well, it's funny you should ask oh. about the fish guts because actually I, I do have a problem with my fish. You see, um, the fishermen bring the fish in to the fishery because that's what we deal in here. And then I put the fish in barrels and crates and then I have to store them in my basement um, where it's cooler. And I put some salt on them usually to help preserve them. And then usually twice a week, uh, the, the boat from Absalom comes and then we take all the fish down to the docks and they, they take the pickled fish um, to Absalom to sell. But I went down there uh, yesterday as tomorrow is... is you know, the day that the boat's coming. And, well, not only was some of my fish gone, but there were some fish guts, which I, I always got the fish, usually. I mean, one or two might sneak through. But I, I, the fish guts are on there, and, and I heard something scrabbling around down there. And then I heard, I heard a, a, a crash, and, and then I ran. I, I'm, I'm not too proud to say that I, 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 I was scared. And that's why I decided that I needed some professional help. You are all professional adventurers, yes? Uh, I, I am a librarian. You don't look like a seven, right? I'm sorry. I mean, I know she appeals to m- most different peoples, but you're quite small for a seven ray priest. I hold up my book of fish. I'm a librarian. Oh, you're a fish. Li- I've don't, I know fish have schools, but I didn't know they had libraries. Um, yes, it's very, and I love your doggy. Um, maybe he could eat the fish guts down there and clean it up. No. So, oh, <laughs> oh, you want the? Th- I'm sorry. Uh, you were here first. I'm sorry. Yes, you had you had the fish guts. Yes. Um, well, you can have the leftovers, dear. But I mean, you look like a handy sort. Uh, yeah, yeah. Strapping dwarf. They, they sent me on over here from the Crook's Nook. Oh, uh, yes. Mira sent you. That's right. Well, um, uh, I'll vouch for him. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, well, hello. Uh, Hi. They, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not. Re- I know. I don't want to be uh, indelicate. Um, I. Oh, it's n- he points to the glowing ball. It's like its name is Dave. You can just talk to him. He can't talk to you, but you can talk to him. He understands you. Oh, <laughs> oh no, dear. I didn't mean that. That's quite uh, interesting. But I meant uh, your name. Your people start with an. I, but everyone calls you lizard folk. It's, I'm not sure. It's pronounced human. Uh, I'm an eruxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the yeah. word. Yes, eruxy. I like the way that sounds. It rolls off the tongue. Eruxy. Yeah. Yes, and and well, and who might you be? You you're very interesting too. Are you together? Uh, yeah, kinda. I, I don't think you can ask that. I meant they were standing together. I thought maybe they came. I mean, I. 
Well, I don't know. I, I don't want to make any assumptions because I don't want to offend anybody. And I really do need help. What are you going to ask next? Who's the top? I mean, come on now. <laughs> it's a sex joke. <laughs> you understood that, but think I'm human. That doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I, well, I, I don't know about any of that. Uh, we, we don't do that kind of business here. This is another um, cloaca joke. Um, I just really need somebody to find out what happened to my fish. And... And hopefully before, you know, tomorrow, I, I'd be willing to pay you each 10 gold pieces to Holy get to the bottom shit. of this. Whoa! Uh, that was 10 each, is that right? Y- yes, 10 apiece, not all together. I'm ah. sorry, did I say I was a librarian? I'm a professional adventure ma- ma- advent, uh, advent? Yeah, come on, Noah Wiley, let's go on an adventure. <laughs> Ten gold, yeah, yeah. That I'll be whatever you job. want me to be. What is it? <laughs> Have is you ever had a sprite job? <laughs> uh, is that like a handy? Is that a soft drink? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I have ale and rum and uh, a nice lager, but uh, oh. I don't think I have any Sprite You job. just take half a lemon and half a lime and rub it up and down. <laughs> wow. <Ooh. laughs> that sounds refreshing but burning at the same time. I don't know. So burn means it's yes, working. Well, well uh, if, if you'll just uh, if you'll just go back here, uh, you'll see the stairs uh, right there to the basement. Um, uh, uh, it's well lit, at least it was uh, yesterday evening. Uh, the torches still should still be going. Um, if not, then you might need some. But I, 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 yes, I, I will pay you ten gold once you get to the bottom and try to recover my fish. You don't have any idea what's down there? It could just be rats. Let's hope so, bro. Rats in my basement? I I keep a clean establishment here, and I, I, I've never had rats in my basement. I mean, it's it's very tidy. I mean, I store foodstuffs down there, young man. I mean, how dare you? It didn't mean to insult you. It's just, I mean, scratching, bangs, and things getting knocked over, that sounds... Well, well, I don't know. They looked a lot bigger than any rats I ever saw, and, I, and all I saw was their eyes, and I ran because they knocked one of the barrels over, and I ran upstairs. That's oh. why I hired people like you. So you, you did see something. Well, not. N- Can n- you describe it to us, please? Head, eyes, and two big pointy teeth. That eyes and teeth sounds a bit right. like rats. You want us to escort them out? Eyes and teeth. It could be that dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's got eyes and teeth. <laughs> well, we, so do you. Were you in my basement? Not lately. Okay. I will leave the uh, I will leave the discovery to you. Um, just go. Uh, the stairs are right here, and she pulls the curtain back where she came out, and you see a small like uh, utility room, and then there is a door, and then there's stairs leading down. <laughs> and she goes, uh, 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 "Yes." So, um, well, the sooner the better, because like I said, the ship comes. Oh, it's not tomorrow; it's the day after tomorrow. So you have a, have about two days, and. Uh, I would really appreciate it if you could find as much fish as possible. Because I start walking the, towards the, the captain stairs. gets very angry at me when I don't have a full load for him. <laughs> That's usually the opposite Another way around. Yeah. Yeah. Uko, hearing that it it might be lit, but maybe not so well, is going to go ahead and snap his uh, fingers and make a bunch of dancing lights for us. Well, Tam- uh, goes. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know how much effort that takes for you, but uh, and my wings glow purple, so the put off light like a torch that's wonderful oh do you prefer a different color (laughs) now it's red (laughs) (laughs) i've been through this before (laughs) 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 i'm also somewhat luminescent 
kind of motions to his eyes that are like glowing gold. Fancy. So now you have have light sources too, apparently, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Bommy's already started to trek down the stairs, and he's clomp 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 clomp. Come on, uh, y'all! Who's going next? I'll go next. Do we have minis? We, these would be the time to put your minis on the board. You can place yourself anywhere in the uh, basement uh, within, oh, say, you know, the first six squares there in front of the door. Can I just say while we're transitioning here? Um, we almost got away from Neil making cloaca jokes, and you had to play a lizard person. It's <laughs> a great observation there, Will. Yeah, well, you guys may also notice that um, last time we had a primarily human party, and this time we have a zero human party. I know. I'm so excited. This is my first n- entirely non-human party I've ever GM'd for. On a funny, <laughs> on a funny note, I almost went with a peasant named Bob. <laughs> I almost went that route. Was he a farmer? <laughs> just, just peasant Bob. Thanks, Jason and Kurt, for the corgi fig. Uh, my sprite fig is in the mail. I did send a picture to the group chat for it. What's his name? The corgi is named Flea. No, I meant the mail that your figure's in. <laughs> Whoa. It'd be oh, Neil. it's not Neil. <laughs> That's why he's not here today. He's trying to get it out. Oh. <laughs> wow. Enough laxatives ought to get the job done. <laughs> You guys um, start to descend the stairs behind Bommy. The stairs leading to the basement of the Otari Fishery creak with age as you make your way downstairs to find the beast or beasts that have been eating all the fish. In the center of the room, between stone pillars holding up the fishery overhead, are barrels filled with salted fish. Two of these barrels have been smashed open, spilling the contents of the fish and, unfortunately, a few fish guts on the floor. In the east wall, there is a large hole opening into darkness. Now, just a few hours ago, you all met through cosmic happenstance, chance, the corner of destiny, and here you uh, are find yourselves in the basement of Tamerly Tanderville's Otari Fishery, so you can put an end to this menace that she's told you about. She is thrilled that you've agreed to help her with this simple task, and uh, but as you make your way downstairs and the smell hits you, you start to wonder if this could be more adventure than what you actually bargained for. So um, we'll start, because Bonnie's the first one down, we'll start with you. You can take one action, tell me what you're going to do, place your fig where you would like to. And then we'll go ahead to Pete and then Kurt and ride around the table round Robin style. All right. So you said it smelled down here? Yeah, you get, uh, you get a smell of, of fish, uh-huh. a strong smell of fish, pickling brine, and, uh, of course, the guts um, seem to have been... Like maybe they've actually started to rot just a little bit. So you're you're thinking it maybe was more than just yesterday evening when this happened, but you can't be quite sure. So nothing too out of the ordinary. No, the the actually the basement seems to be like she said fairly clean and well lit, except for the two barrels um, towards the east wall, and mm-hmm. where you've noticed that there is dirt and some rock on the floor. Okay, I will proceed. Anything on the other side of those that stack? Yeah, you uh, you see more uh, more barrels um, on the back wall. There you see um, there's like wrapping paper and twine. Like you know, if, if you're gonna wrap up like uh, like butcher's paper, yeah, like butcher sure. paper and stuff, um, and just various odds and ends of like a, a business. There's barrel staves. Like maybe they want to you know uh, some some plugs for the barrels. A couple barrel tops. Sure. Okay. You know, this looks like a, a working basement to you. Packing plant. Right. End of things here, huh? Nant. Okay. You are up. What would you like to do? 
So um, Nat will ride Corgi down the stairs towards the hole in the wall to try to see what's through there, still shedding light like a torch. I thought the Corgi's name was Flea. It is. Oh, okay. Nat rides Flea. Flea <laughs> has a 40-foot movement, and Nat has 20. All right, so you're, um, there you, you, go. You, you cast some, um, some light uh, into the hole, but it seems like it, it kind of goes off into the ground deeper. But you can tell with just a simple perception check that this rubble and dirt looks like it came from outside the basement as it all has fallen into the actual uh, basement itself. And it's very unusual because, like Tamerly said, it was a very clean and tidy basement except for this area. Donk, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to move over and also investigate the hole in the floor. All right. Donk, do you have dark vision? I do. Well, you can definitely tell that beyond the reach of uh, Nat's light that the floor does drop away and getting deeper and deeper past the uh, the little alcove area there. I turn around to, to Nat and I express... If the floor drops away on the other side of this hole. All right, Bridger, what would you like to do? So we're on this descending wooden staircase that kind of turns 90 degrees along the wall to get down into this basement. I'm standing on it right next to, to Uko, and I just look at him. I'm like, uh, I got a good feeling about this, man. Like, I feel like we're missing something, but, like, you know, that lady's name is Tam, so that's usually a good sign. And, like, you know, I'm happy to be on the adventure. <laughs> this is going to be good. You're going to be happy. This is way better than that shithole you came from. Uh, I really don't understand why you have the feelings you do, and your explanations don't help. <laughs> and he just kind of waters up uh, kind of uh, to the base of the stairs and just kind of, you know, pats uh, Uko on the shoulder as he goes past. And he's like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, Uko, you're up. Uko shakes his head and walks down the stairs. <laughs> kind of just going to take a look at the the guts and kind of turn his nose up at it and uh, look around, spreading the lights out so that we can see the room better. All right, so you get down there. The increase in light, the first people to notice that something is amiss are Nat and Donk. And you both hear a strange chittering sound coming from the hole in the wall when suddenly the face with red eyes and two large, pointy, gnashy teeth, a burst from the hole, and we need to roll initiative for the first time. All right. Uh, perception, is that what you want us to roll? Yes. If it's a white rabbit, I'm GTFO. Get out of here. Uh, universe is wrong about you guys. <laughs> Sorry. Peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you guys hear the door slam from the top of the stairs. Who <laughs> goes just like that? Mother. All right, Bommy, what did you get for initiative, bud? I know I saw a, a modifier on the sheet somewhere yesterday. Oh, there it is. New edition, new character sheets. Um, so that altogether is a 10, it looks like. A 10. A 10. A motherfucking 10. Yep. Nat, what about you? Oh, that would be me. Uh, 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Donk. 17. Who's got the higher 17? They're the same on the die and on the modifier. Well, you guys choose. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Awesome. Bridger. 14. All right. And Uko. Eight. Eight. All right. Well, you guys did pretty good. However, I think the creatures that come through the hole got the jump on you. In fact, I know they did. Well, at least some of them did. 
but we'll see how it all plays out here in just a second. So, as I said, coming out of the hole in front of you are some mangy R-O-U-S's. That's rodents of unusual size. These are the size of a dog, but a lot bigger dog than your corgi, Nat. And they look like they are hungry. They're quite emaciated, as if maybe they're being driven into frenzy by the smell of the fresh fish and the guts that are on the floor behind you. And they don't look like they're going to take no for an answer. Yuko sees this, looks back to Bridger and goes, (gasps) Bridger's just got like two big thumbs up like, yeah! I did it! What did you do, man? Adventure, bruh! This is like how it starts, my dude! Oh. All right, Donk, you're right there in front. So that uh, that blue-based rat, he's going to come up to you. Is he trying to be friends? Oh no, he looks like <laughs> looks like he's really hungry. And maybe it's the maybe it's the pickles, maybe it's the fish guts that you walked through. But you look like a snack to him, so he's going to try to take a big bite out of you. Does a 15 hit your armor class? No. All right, you're able to jump back just in time and miss the first swipe of his jaws, but he's got one more bite he's going to take at you, and he does so now. You're a nimble goblin, so he, he, he misses you as you jump back out of the way. But don't worry, his friend also thinks you're tasty and about their size, so he comes running forward, and he's going to try to bite you. Of all the characters at this table to call a snack, it would not have been my pick to pick the goblin. <laughs> they smell the pickle jar. He's yeah, just so that's probably it. In front of everybody else. Well, I already know that an 11, or no, a 13 will not hit your armor class. But he's a stupid rat, so he's going to try to bite you again. And he also misses. Man, we have a limber, nimble goblin, luckily for him. So the third one decides that he's going to try to get that dog, because the dog looks tasty, behind the goblin. Now, uh, you'll excuse me, audience, uh, I'm a little new to 2E. Do we get attacks of opportunity? Only if your character gives you the ability. Generally, that's fighters. Yes, fighters or a feat is how you get attacks of opportunity in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So that would be a no. But, Nat, he gets a bite. Is the thing biting the dog or Nat? The colorful thing on top or the four-legged creature? We're going to say he's going for the, the small, tasty-looking, flashy thing on top because you've, you've captured his attention. But um, your, your, your flea mount tries to go sideways away from it and, and pulls you just out of the reach of its teeth. But it's going to try again. Oh, this time he gets a 26. Minus 5 is a 21. Does that hit your armor class? It does. So your, your, your poor mount flea tried to zig when he should have zagged, and you got bit by this giant rat... But it was a glancing blow as you only take two points of damage to your, uh, to your back leg. And now, Nat, it's your turn to get some get back. Ah! Or scream. <laughs> yeah, I think he is getting back. So uh, Nat uh, shrieks, kicks Cor- uh, the flea who backs up to the wall on the back side of the room. And then I will do an interact action to draw my bow. At which point, I'll shoot that little bastard. The which one? The one that tried to bu- uh, that just bit me. Okay, he is going to have a plus one to his armor class because, uh, unfortunately, Uko is in your way. And he will also be within 30 feet, so volley gives me minus two on my shot. Oh, okay, so that's a negative three. 21, uh, 19 on my shot, plus he gets the plus one to his AC. 19 is your total? Yes. That is enough to hit his armor class, even with the cover and the volley penalty. Good job. Two damage, a quid quill pro. Yes, the arrow um, 
slithers across its face and just bounces off its shoulder blade, but it does make a nice deep furrow and he starts to bleed. Well done. Is that the end of your actions? Yes. Donk, you're up. Okay. so You've got a plethora of targets around you. Yeah, I I like this blue guy because he came after me first. And so uh, just the action economy here, Mark, I've got a couple of questions. Um, Sure. I have Finesse Striker, which allows me to use my Dexterity instead of Strength for my attack modifier. Yeah, attack and damage, yeah. Or attack, not damage, but yeah, so you can use a finesse weapon, use your dexterity modifier instead of your strength for your attack rolls. Okay, and then I have backstabber. They have to be flat-footed. Okay, and then for that, I also have a thing called twin feint. Then that would be two attacks, one with each hand. Your first attack um, would be a normal attack. Your second attack with your finesse weapon would be at a negative five. However, that's not calculated at a negative four because it's agile. Not until the end of the round and if you succeed on the first attack you make him flat-footed so you can get sneak attack on your second okay now the action economy when i look at this there are the card you handed out to us wonderful little card by the way yeah that's all part of the beginner's box it gives me these three little circles with a square inside of them and i guess that means that i get to do one action for each of those yes if you look at the card you will see the little circles with the diamonds in them. Each diamond represents an action. If you see uh, two diamonds together, that means it's a two-action uh, thing. If you see all three of them together, that's a three-action thing. And if you see, like, the curved arrow, that is a reaction. So if your twin feint is a two-action, is that what it says on your count character sheet, I believe? I have a twin feint. It does not give me the... Uh the piece. Hold yes, it should second. be. You should make one attack with your primary weapon, a secondary attack with your secondary weapon. If the first attack hits, they become flat-footed to your second attack, and then you can get sneak attack damage. Okay, and the sneak attack is a plus one? The sneak attack damage gives you sneak attack damage from the damage die for your weapon, which is usually like, I think, a 1d6. It should be 1d4 at this level. Is it 1d4? Yeah, so the twin feint, it just says you make two strikes. So yeah. it's not a two-action thing, but it is two, two single strikes. action things. Right. It is actually a two-action thing. Uh, uh, I do see it up there now. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was right, yes. The nice thing is, is your uh, attentive attack penalty is not figured out until the end of that action. So I could technically attack three times. I could whack-whack and then one more whack, right? Yes, but you would be at a negative eight on the last one because it's the third attack in your in your round. Okay. Well, for now, let's uh, we'll try the first two on the blue rat. Okay, primary attack. Go ahead. Tell me what the first one is. I rolled a twenty, and nice. if you add my modifier, I believe that's what this is for my dog slicer. That is a seven. So a total of twenty-seven. Yeah, that is a critical hit. So you will do your damage, double it, and your modifier. And if you have another damage dice on that weapon, like a crit effect, like like a rapier is deadly, there's a deadly dice for it, then you'll get to roll that once and add that to the total. So you may not get to uh, you may not get to faint this guy. He may be fainting and like finally. <laughs> Play on words, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Fainted. agile, backstabber, finesse, goblin, and uncommon. Those are the traits on the weapon. So there's no extra die on it. No. No. No, generally the weapons that used to have like times four modifiers like picks or times three modifiers like bows or expanded crit ranges, those are the ones who have ended up with things like extra dice or things like that. Yeah, in second edition they call it the deadly the deadly die. Like for rapier it's like one D ten. 
Same thing with the bow. Generally one step above whatever the damage is for the regular. Correct. And do I double the modifier for the strength modifier yes. too? Okay. So that's 8 plus 3 is 11 points of damage on the first attack. And you um, skewer it so well with your dog slicer, you actually chop it in half. And now you have rat guts to add to the fish guts. Okay. So I don't what a way to start. get to do the, the twin Well feint. done. No, but you do have a, another attack that you can use. Okay, I'm going to use another attack on another rat. Right, the one adjacent to you, correct. And with my modifier, now what's the negative on that? Minus four? Minus four because it's agile, yes. Okay. It is agile weapon, correct? Yes. There you go. So that is, that is a nine plus a seven is a 16 to hit. And that's with the modifier taken, taken off? Yeah. Yeah, you hit. Good job. And that is five points of damage. Now, can I twin faint this one as... Not on this round, no, because you've already used one action. Did you add your strength modifier? That makes it... Sorry, that would be uh, nine points of damage. You guys are astounded. This, uh, this innocuous, small goblin that was carrying a pickle jar just a few moments earlier suddenly turns into a whirling dervish, a walking Cuisinart of steel, as he skewers not one, but two, two of the rats that dared to attack him. And as the prophecies foretold, my dude. <laughs> and then I see another rat attacking, or he tried to attack the dog. No, he uh, bit me. He bit you? Yeah, this, he bit okay. the sprite. I'm going to take a shot at him, too. Yeah, this will be at negative eight. Okay. Three, four, seven. That's an 11 to hit. Just a bit outside as this rat kind of hunkers down and, and uh, squeals at you with uh, saliva dripping from its fangs. Stirp of the rat. And Donk, that is the end of your turn. But Bridger, you're up, and you're just astounded by this little goblin going to town on oh, these rats. Oh, no, man. It's his feet. The universe gives us the tools we need, my dude. All right. Hey, hey, that rat bit you, huh, bro? Are you? But I shot it. Oh, I saw that. Like, it's got really nasty looking eyes. Look at those little eyes. It needs to make a will save. The rat does? Yeah. And I, I kind of like wipe my hands. From my point of view, I'm like wiping my hand over its face. 15. Uh, that will fail. Um, so it its eyes now get all cloudy, like it has cataracts, and every uh, everything has concealment from it. Everything is concealed as I, I take the darkness and uh, occlude its vision with it. I'm like, all right, that should make things a little easier. So in this edition, what that means is I have to make a flat check of five before I can actually attack and hit somebody. So it's uh, it's a very good play. Good job. Thank you. Um, and then uh, I'll just be like, all right, uh, I don't know how much these things hurt, but they look kind of sick. So And then uh, a giant set of butterfly wings appears in front of me. Like There's no body between them, but it's just like this big force of wings as I'm going to use my last action to cast shield. Excellent. A butterfly shield. I like it. And so that's Bridger's actions. And that brings us to last but not least, Uko. What are you going to do, Uko? Uh, Uko is going to quickly walk back away from this. <laughs> Basically just five foot step back so that he's not right up on it. And he's going to look to... I'm really bad with names in real life, so hit me with your name again. <laughs> that's Matt. <Pete>. Matt. <laughs> He did say in real life. Yeah. All you have to do is put an H on real the end life. of it. A tiny, annoying thing with wings. A gnat. Also known as Pete. <laughs> well, I knew, I Pete knew his got wings. Was Pete. He does when he drinks Red Bull. Uh, yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you want to sponsor us, Red Bull. Yes, Red Bull. If you'd like to sponsor Shield Bash Podcast, contact us at shieldbash.net. Some of us will drink it. And Uber will say, if there's a sponsorship uh, in it, I'll drink it. Um, are you okay? You uh, you got bit pretty good. Do you do you need help? And then he will uh, turn, dropping the... Uh, not wait for an answer. Not wait for an answer. <laughs> turn, drop the uh, um, lights, and then cast Divine Lance. That's what's referred to as a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> as he pulls his, uh, lets his um, holy symbol drop into his hand and just channels a beam of light out of his hand. At the rat we like to call number five? Mm-hmm. All right. So do I make a saving throw on that? No, I need to make an attack roll. Attack roll, roll that's what I thought. But I wasn't going to uh, steal your thunder. Which is really terrible. I should have went with something that had to say. Well, remember, you use your... casting uh, modifier, yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, 13 to hit. Ooh, just a bit outside as the bolt of light goes between the rat and your goblin friend and off into the darkness, which you hear more <laughs> squiggling and, and chittering back in the tunnel. Which is actually kind of perfect because I don't have a D4 right now. I'm going to have to borrow one. <gasps> you don't have a caltrip? So is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes, it is. All right. Well... I messed up and did not bring one of my rats into play, so I'm just Thank going to play both rats uh-huh. now because it was so fun watching what everybody was doing. I had the best seat in the house. From the tunnel, you hear more chittering, skittering, and here barreling out of the tunnel are two more rats to sacrifice themselves on the altar of Donk. But Donk a Donk. This is that honky tonk. But Donk a Donk. And you two got the honky tonk. That's right. So, the first rat I like to call number one, who was last, um, he's going to attack you first. Ooh, that's a 23. Did he hit you, Donk? Yes. But luckily, you're able to scamper back enough to where he only does two points of damage. But emboldened because he likes the taste of Goblin, he's going to try to bite you again. Ooh. Well, that time it's only an 18. Did that hit you? Yes. And again, only two points of damage. Donk's dead. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Long live the rat. So the last the rat, rat is our new PC. <laughs> <laughs> the last rat also t- tries to bite at Donk. Does a twenty-four hit you? Oh yeah, Revenge of the Rat. For three points of piercing damage, he bites your leg and starts to sh- kind of shake you back and forth. And the last attack. Oh, I don't think that's going to work. An eleven misses you, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. He went to take another bite at the Donk, and uh, you were able to pull away. Will Donk survive? Will the rats bring him down? We'll have to find out next time on Shield Bash. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.
Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevere. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.